Welcome to a special episode of the Kraken Captains Podcast. Holy smokes, Doug! What an offseason. It's been barely any time to breathe with all this playoff hockey. And of course, the avalanche, my my old new side piece, did what I said they were going to do. And they brought the cup back to the Mile High City. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah, JB. I was glued to my TV watching all those playoff games. Playoffs were amazing. Couple big broomsticks for the Avs as they swept the Predators and the Oilers. That's pretty impressive stuff from that club for sure. Lots of action as the end of the hockey season boiled its way all the way down to the Stanley Cup. The Avs didn't disappoint, did they, JB? No, no. You know, they I was I was concerned about Edmonton and, and the speed for speed matchup. So for them to get that sweep I kind of I was pretty confident going into the Tampa Bay series. I knew it would be tough because you know those guys are uh, they were on They're a tear. Powerhouse. Yeah. Yes. And they have you know the best goaltender in hockey. Um, so, but I was pretty confident they were they were going to pull it out, and they did. Um, a fun team to watch. But the whole the whole playoffs were really really fun. New York was a good story. I think I loved it. This year did feel bad for Toronto. I actually had them beating Tampa Bay in seven. So it got to game seven. I was like, here we are. See your chance. But they just can't get out of the first round. I don't know. Jumping Joe Thornton can't even help him. So. No, there's there's some, some bad luck. There's some bad stuff going on there. With yeah, that, because yeah. that's just one of those, you know, traditions that you don't really want your club to be a part of. But yeah, and then we we got another battle for Alberta, you know, uh, which of course Edmonton won that battle and ended up playing the Avs. Yeah, uh, who'd have thought Calgary looked so good? I thought they were going to take it a I lot further than they did in the playoffs. They were they were a smashing team this year. Yeah, and I think we'd be remiss uh, if we didn't uh, give some props to our favorite player, uh, Vander Kane. Ooh. There, there he was doing some damage throughout. After all of that bad press all year long, there he was in the, you know, in the final seconds of all them games, putting pucks on net. In the net, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was the leading goal scorer in the playoffs. I think until, um, I think until I think he might have still ended up being the leading scorer in the playoffs. I think it was fourteen goals he scored. So, That's crazy. Um, great for him, and and somebody's going to give him a contract. And I, I feel like you know if the if Ron wants to go out and get himself a Vander Kane, I'll buy an Vander Kane jersey. What the heck? Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Can you imagine a Vander Kane in Seattle? That would be nuts. Yeah, I mean, but if he he stayed out of trouble while he was in he was trouble. all that bad press is gonna follow him around wherever he's a bad boy well they're they're gonna find but it's not there's nothing wrong with that you know i mean but, you got your bad boys in all sports you but, know and a, a lot of times those guys put points on the board is he a bad person not so sure 
It's not for me to say. It's not for me to say. (laughs) The point is, he's really good at this game we call hockey, so... Oh my goodness! Um, congratulations yes. to him on uh, a season and everything. But, but pulling it out. Yeah, yeah. But tonight we've got bigger fish to fry now, don't we? Indeed, we do. I'm brimming with anticipation. Who will the Kraken come up with from all these draft picks? Who, if anyone, will they pick up from free agency? And what will Dave Hackstall's lineup look like come October? What say you, JB? Ready to dive into the maelstrom? Let's hit the maelstrom. Well, well, it's a draft primer episode, baby. So a special episode of the season. Yeah, yeah. Season we... one's come to a close, and you know, so same with the Cracking Captains podcast. Season one's coming to a close, and we're we're looking to bring some new content and some new fresh ideas to the podcast before October and the season two begins. But in between, we've got some. We've got some content to throw at you, some special ideas, some special episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. Including? So, uh, it's time for Trade Talks. The draft is coming up, eh? Yep, it's the next uh, next big move for the Kraken, now that everything else is over and in the rearview mirror. Um, so, it's kicking off the 7th of July, which will be days after this episode comes out, for sure. Absolutely. Maybe even days before. <laughs> Oh, right. I'm just, you know, I want to make sure and lower those expectations. (laughs) Yeah, days before the draft. Anyways, we have 12 picks in this draft, including the number four overall draft pick in the first round. Yeah, uh, do you know that Kale McCarr and Ron Francis, RGM, were both number four overall picks? I did not know that. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it bodes well. You got a Con Smythe winner, and I think what Ron Francis is like top five in scoring in the NHL. I don't know. I do not know. Four's a, a good number, so we'll see who we. Yeah, have. four. We we got four second round picks, five picks in the first sixty one, plus an early third round pick and three fourth round picks. And one pick in each of the subsequent rounds. So try to put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's a ton of draft capital. I mean, <laughs> that. what are we going to do with all that? I don't know. Will we, do you think we'll use all 12 picks? you think Ron Francis will just go picking up the kids? Um, I doubt it. There's some talk, you know, about developing players, and that's how most of these guys do it. And uh, you look at the two... Two teams um, that were just in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I think they had a lot of homegrown talent, but uh, it's it's a surefire way to build a winner. But um, that being said, I think the Kraken are a new team, and they could still use an injection of talent and leadership. I mean, we traded away our captain, so I think there's kind of a void there. And... With all that draft capital, including a bunch of capital for the next draft, I think you package a deal together and in free agency and, and uh, maybe bring in at least one big name. Um, Philip Forsberg is an unrestricted free agent. 
Johnny Gru- from Nashville. Huh? Yep, yeah. He's from Calgary. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, either one of those guys would be a huge boost to the team. Think about what it would be like to see Johnny Hockey wearing the big ass, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly wasn't really that familiar with them until this season, just watching Calgary because they're in our division and and seeing what he is capable of. I mean, I'd love to have him uh, in Climate Pledge Arena. Next yeah, season. I mean, the, I think that the Kraken got to get out there and hunt hunt down at least one big all-star, that's for sure. If I was Ron Francis, I would think about it anyway. Yeah, so here's this is my whole thing about this. I think they they have to do what you said. They have to hunt down a big pick. They have to go pay. I think that's what we need. I think I would be disappointed if we went out and got like Andre Barakovsky from the Avalanche, who by all accounts is a great hockey player. He scored that game one overtime game winner in the Stanley Cup Finals. Right, right. So it's nothing against him, but what you have is a player that has played well in in big-time spots, but may not necessarily... Be your big, big, be your big point numbers. You want a guy that's going to put the numbers on the boards. Well, he, he, he hasn't yet proved that he can create his own offense. Now, right. a, a Johnny Goudreau or a Philip Forsberg, they may cost another million, million and a half a year, but I think it's worth it for a player that you know. Can go coast to coast and score. <laughs> they can put up points and they can create their own offense. And, yeah. and come come season time, Andre. If it's Andre Barakovsky, I'm going to be really happy. And you maybe you throw him in with like McCann and and somebody else, and that chemistry, like they just they're like you know McDavid and Drysaddle, just just lay it down. But I think from my perspective at this point in the season. It's kind of risky. It's a gamble. You gotta, yeah. If you're gonna go out and spend the money, wouldn't you rather spend? Would you Would you rather give Andre Barakovsky seven and a half million or pay eight and a half for Philip Forsberg? Yeah, no, I'd want Forsberg. Yeah, running up and down the ice so, with that little mustache of his. He belongs in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at on that, and I. But I do think. There is going to be a bigger name, uh, at least one name that most people will recognize from either, you know, the the season or the playoff run. Like, if if you watch the playoffs, you probably know who Andre uh, Andre Barakovsky is because I think he scored multiple game winners in yeah uh, yeah throughout the he playoffs. came he came up big for the Avs for sure this season. Yeah, even uh, Nachuskin, but I think they, uh, I think the Avs will keep him. So, in any case, so let's see how that plays out. Yeah, we're we're gonna find out. But first, we got a draft. First, we got a draft. So, who goes at number four? Who do we pick? Um, I think it's it's fluid. There are three picks in front of us, and Ron Francis, our GM's big board, is probably changing daily based on scouting reports and injury info and 
personal issues. Um, but we should take a crack at it. So what do we got? <coughs> well, you got Shane Wright. He's a six-foot even center as the consensus number one pick, followed by Logan Cooley, a 5'10 center. Then you have Cutter Gutier, a six foot two left winger. Next, Matthew Savoy, a five foot nine center. And rounding out the top five, you've got Connor Geeky, a six foot four center. All right. So those are kind of, I mean, a lot of people making these picks, but those are kind of consensus top five. You move one out, you move one in. Um, sure, sure. Uh, the thing is that all these kids are 18, so where other sports, you know, kind of draft early to find instant contributors to their team, hockey takes like a de developmental approach, kind of like baseball. Um, so what I'm saying is don't expect to see these 18-year-olds anytime soon, except for maybe Shane Wright, although I still think they shelf him at least a season. Um but that's why the Kraken will never be able to get him at four. Right. Um, he'll be gone by then. He'll be gone. I mean, one or two. I think, you know, you you never know what's going to happen. You think, you know, Shane Wright's consensus number one, and then he goes three or something like that. But Sure. Um, New Jersey and I think Arizona pick ahead of us. So the number one center in the draft uh, to those offensive kind of depleted teams uh, I think it's an easy, easy thing to say that he's he's going to be gone by then. Uh, my pick is Cutter Gauthier. Gauthier. Um, yeah, he's a left winger. Arizona could possibly nab him, especially if Shane Wright has gone in the top two. Um, but the Kraken currently have three left wingers on the roster: Jaden Schwartz, Brandon Tanev, who's coming off of injury. And Thank goodness. McCormick, who I guess pl played some. I don't really, I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember him. So um, you've, you're not going to see him, obviously, like I said, playing. But just the idea that we only have three left wingers on the roster, something's going to happen um, there. The trick thing is, I think Ron Francis has a penchant for picking defensemen in the first round. So there are a few names to look out for there. Pavel Mintyokov, Kevin Korczynski. Um, they could sneak in there. Uh, but my money, I think, for where we're at, like if you look at our roster defensively and the prospects that we already have, I think, you know, they look to develop uh, an offensive player. So my money is still on Cutter. What about you, Doug? I know you're... You're looking to build a, a bigger geek squad, right? Well, I think you you make a good point with all that left winger talk, but I think you gotta go with Connor Geeky here, JB. It's the obvious choice to get the chemistry on the team. You get them geeky boys together, and you watch the magic happen. Now, in the second round, where you have four picks, I found something interesting. We got uh, Reed Schaefer is a forward on the Thunderbirds. And I always love the idea of picking up guys from our own backyard, you know. There's just something cool about a kid like this and, let's say, Alexander True getting to play on the NHL ice together in Seattle. 
Yeah. Uh, but again, like you said, JB, Ron Francis likes picking those defense guys. So you keep an eye out for this guy, Casper Kolonumi. Uh, he's he's going to be a big D-man in the second round. But it's like you said, these these kids won't be playing too much this season. Most of them will be playing for the new farm team, Coachella Firebirds. They got some cool jerseys. Firebirds! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta go. Besides, who knows? Who knows if we'll even be making any of these picks? They could trade away our our number four pick before the seventh. You know, for all we know, as part of a trade to pick up, say Evander Kane or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and that happens. You package some stuff together. I think you know we got a little spoiled with Mattery Berniers out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, um, that's that's bonus. And, and uh, obviously he was, you know, at Michigan. Um, but he's NHL ready, kind of like Kale McCarr was NHL ready. Um, and they kind of came in and, and proved that. I mean, you, Matty Berniers, I think, passed every eye test you could you could uh, throw at him in the short time it's, he was there, those it's 10 gonna games. Be a, it's going to be a cool season. So Watch I him. think... Everybody's got to remember to, you know, or realize that a lot of times when you're drafting these kids, they're developmental. But when it comes to Connor Geeky, the interesting thing is, um, obviously, Ron Francis drafted Morgan Geeky, so he kind of knows the family. Um, Connor apparently is a better prospect than Morgan was, um, so... The other thing that I think may help his case is that playing with his brother and just that natural like brother competition. The chemistry. Uh, yeah, well, the chemistry, but the competition too. Yeah, may, for sure. And the drive may speed up his development. So it could be something, unless they're planning on you know getting rid of Morgan, it could be something right. that they look at like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get Connor in here and and put those two together and. Make them work against each other. Could you imagine Connor, you know, out out skating more yeah, than just in putting, practice, putting or, the goals you know, up, and, and I can imagine, up <laughs> and, uh, and just that how that builds the camaraderie and and raises the level of play uh, for at least those guys, if not everybody else. So it's yeah. an interesting thought for sure. Very interesting. And I think there's a whole slew <laughs> of fans out there that would love love a bigger geek squad. So you're mm, not the only come one. Come on. Come on, you gotta have it. Everybody wants it. So, Ron, as, as, come on, Ron. Come on, do it. <laughs> we dare you. We double dog dare you. Uh, so, as far as the rest of the draft is concerned, I think you know it's really tough to to. We're not. We don't have time to s- spend a bunch of time looking at 127 uh, prospects. Um, so no, we just we just wait and see, and then and then we'll go over them with a fine tooth comb once they come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think there's some, I think there's some NHL ready players, you know, from you know foreign leagues and different things that we may pick up, and that'll be interesting to see the kind of the combination of hey, these guys are ready to play now. Um, we're bringing them in, and versus the pro. You know, the guys, they're going to develop and everything like that. So, yes, we're going to yes. see what happens. Dave Haxtall's ever-changing lineup. Right, right. 
And speaking of which, let's get down to this roster list. Yeah, we we've got to... a list of restricted and unrestricted free agents, don't we? Yeah, so these are these are the guys that could potentially be leaving the team. Um, we'll go through them. We'll start with the restricted free agents. Basically, a restricted free agent. It's there's some complicated stuff about age and amount of years played and and what makes you restricted and but the point. I think to boil it all down, the point is a restricted free agent basically gives the team first right of refusal. So the team can offer them a contract. Um, another team could come in and offer them a bigger contract, but it gives Seattle the right to match that contract. If Seattle doesn't offer a contract at a certain deadline, then, then all those players become... Um, unrestricted, unrestricted free agents and if you're unrestricted then you can do whatever you want you control your fate you you control contract negotiations you call your agent you go I want to go play in Madison Square Garden or yeah. wherever and then the New York Rangers say we don't want you or oh <laughs> you're you a bum <laughs> $750,000 a season and then you have to say oh oh Anyway, the point is... And then no one picks it up and you got to go play in Russia. Yeah, the point is we'll go through the list so you know who's who's a restricted free agent and who's not. We'll give a quick opinion about whether or not we think they'll be here. So, let's Should they stay or should they go? That's what we'll call this one. Should, should they, they stay or, or should they, they go? go now? Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, first on the list, Hayden Fleury. I've got him as a keep. Got to keep him. Got his brother out there, right? Yep. Got they got to keep the brothers together. I think so. Like you I know. said, we're gonna be a whole team of brothers. I want twelve of them. I want twelve flurries on our team. Hey, if we got twelve flurries, we got a good chance. <laughs> All right, Dennis Chalowski. I think he's gone. He doesn't even get an offer. Yeah, send him. Send him. Yeah, I mean, he. Barely played. He did get called up a few times, but kind of on and off. So he's out. Yeah. Okay. Cole Lind. I like what I saw. Got to keep him. Got to keep him. Have to. Got to keep him. He, he came, came up. He was when when he was called up. He did what he was supposed to. He played well, and so like you got to like keep those guys around. And they had to keep calling him up because of all the injuries, and it got better and better all the time. And I think you look at – he played, like, the remainder of the season, I think the last 18 games or something like that. And I think he looked amazing. So, got to keep him. Okay, keep him. Carson Twarinski. I have two-way contract here. Um, and that means that they're going to offer him a contract for some – Probably small amount of money, but it's a two-way contract with the Coachella Firebirds. We didn't really see him much at all, but I've heard whispers that you know he's doing good down there, and they probably want to continue to. Yeah, yep, yep. I could see that, but I'm gonna go with send him. Send him. Make room on the roster for somebody else. Send him and make room for someone else. There's only so many, so many spots. Okay, we got Kale, Kale Flurry. Um, you know my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a two-way contract for him again. You know, it's interesting because Hayden. You know, I thought 
Coach Hackstall had it out for him a couple of times last season, but Kale, being that he's still developmental, I think he's another one who gets a two-way contract. So, Boom. That's right. Keep them brothers together. All right. Alexander True, local legend. Yeah, got to keep him. Sure, sure. I think he's still developmental. Um, so For sure. I'm, I'm, a, I'm giving him another two-way contract. I think Cole Lynn, to me, is the only one that the staff really showed any confidence in with the amount of play that he got. Alexander True did play some games at the end of the season, but it seemed they definitely trusted Cole Lynn more. So. Okay, here we are. Morgan Geeky. Got to keep him. Keep my boy Geeky on the lineup. I, I say, like him. I say they keep him, too. Something in the back of my head's, you know... I just like them, okay? Yeah, all right. <laughs> we're gonna stay positive. We're gonna we're gonna stay positive and keep the geek squad. Yeah, yeah. All at right. least at least one more good season out of them. Come on, for sure. <laughs> okay, Daniel Sprong, we got at the trade deadline. I gotta say, keep. I feel like he was the best pickup we had at the trade deadline. Yeah, what a fireball. Yeah. I like I like Daniel Sprong too seeing him out there scoring goals is great. He's he's up and down the ice. He's playing good and we'll keep him. Heck yeah. He he brought that intensity I think that that was lacking that once uh Tanev went down. Yeah, after Tanev's injury. Yeah, he just uh he just brought that extra bit of juice so I like him. Okay, Carson Kuhlman. I like seeing Carson Kuhlman on the ice. I saw some good things from him this season, and I think you got to keep him. Um, and I say he's gone. I hope he's not, but uh, I think it, it, it was him or Geeky for me, so got to get rid of Kuhlman. Well, I like to see that on the restricted agent's list we've got a couple that we disagree on and you know a majority that we agree on right did i say that right you, you did you did <laughs> this episode will come out after the draft <laughs> <laughs> i'm the only one who's made any mistakes so far okay so that those are the uh restricted free agents uh, now we're on to the unrestricted free agents. Like I said, all these guys control their own fate. They can do um, whatever they want. Um, so it's kind of up to negotiations uh, with them and the Kraken, and they hold more power because they're unrestricted. So they can walk if they want. So, okay, Victor Rask. Boy, I like the I like the way he played too. I hadn't really seen much from Victor Rask before he was a Kraken player, but as soon as I saw him step on the ice wearing the big ass, he looked good. Agreed. Um, I think he's a keep as well, and I think this one is going to be probably the easiest and best contract. He kind of was sputtering in Minnesota, and he is an older player, and I think you know it looked like the end of his career, but. He really like breathed some life into his game when he got to Seattle. Seemed like he fit in with the guys really well, um, and I think he'd be willing to take you know the veteran minimum or something close to that to stay and kind of keep playing hockey. That's the way it feels to me. So I think that is an early one that gets done. Yeah, keep him. Keep him. Okay, Riley Shayen. 
This was tough because I really like Riley, but I'm going to have to say they got to send him. They got to make room. They got to make room for them incoming all-stars, and they got to, you know. Yep. They got, they got to send him. I agree with you. I think he's gone too. Um, I mean, he is a, he was a blue-collar player, a workman type that really put in the minutes for us, you know, in a tough season and did some really good things. But I think – They've got to look to upgrade the roster, and it's an easy, um, an easy spot. So agreed. Okay, Connor Carrick. Send him. Send him. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't really remember much of him. Me neither. Play so he doesn't stick out in my mind, and somebody That's else that. is watching. We're not watching, you know, game film or whatever. So maybe there's some secret we don't know about. But I think he's gone. So yeah. He's gone. Okay, Ryan Donato. You gotta keep Donato. Of course. He's 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 a franchise player. I think. I think. Yep, I think so too. He scored the first goal for the team. I don't think you ever get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. Unless you know he just demands the shit. Worst comes to worst or whatever. Yeah, he has issues with the team. Okay, sure. But if at all possible, I think you keep Ryan Donato for as long as possible. And I think a deal gets done. I think he. Uh, enjoys being here and I think he enjoys the team or else he probably would have been gone. They probably could have got some, something for him at the trade deadline. So sure. I think a deal gets done. I think he, he stays a Kraken for sure. Okay. Derek pull out. I think I, I'm going to guess on that, but I didn't see hey. him play. I don't think ever. So send him, send him to I, a puyo is better than pull out. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends on what situation you're speaking of. Uh, I'm talking about surnames. surnames. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, so he's gone. Speaking, All right. speaking of surnames, how about this one? Anton Bibu. Anton Bibu. Yeah. Um, I'm Send a, him. I, I'm you got to stick with Joey Decord. Got to stick with Joey, but I'm going to put an asterisk, an asterisk on that, um, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think agreed. he's gone too. <coughs> okay, so those are your players that could be changing guard this season. Boy, a lot of moving pieces here for the general manager to look at. God, oh, do not envy him, man. Think about that draft board and all these people. Like, just think, like, okay, uh, we're, we're, we know we just signed Ryan Donato. Okay, so how does that affect, like, what we're doing here? Oh, yeah. yeah. We already drafted, but I guess, you know, we won't bring up Ryan Winterton this year, or, or we'll bring him in for, for, uh, for training camp and hope he doesn't beat out Donato or something like that. And then like make us make a hard decision. You know what I mean? So yeah, crazy moving parts for sure. Uh, speaking of prospects though, let's, uh, let's talk about them. I got a list of five that probably won't see, but, but are worth mentioning. You got Riker Evans who had a heck of a season this season. Um, and I think, you know, if he comes into training camp and and just continues, he could make him, you know, make one of those hard decisions where they're like, God, we got to get this kid on the ice. 
maybe he's not quite there, and it's you know one more season. Uh, I bet I bet he plays a preseason game or two, and I bet he gets called up a time or two, even kind of that Coland Alexander just to fill in, fill in a spot when someone pulls a hammy. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Winterton, um, he was injured for most of the season, but uh, I guess his playoff run in the OHL was amazing. So uh, another player, another prospect that's really coming on. Uh, I don't expect that we'll see him just because of the injury and shortened season. Right, probably not, but worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, yeah. You know, who knows the end toward the end of the season, depending on how well the Kraken do, if they want to get him up and get him some ice time. Uh, Then you have Luke Henman, um, and it's more just a reminder that he was the first signed player. The first signed player ever. You can't lose him either. you got to keep him forever. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> so, you know, it'll, you know, just another name to keep an eye on. Ron obviously uh, signed him for a reason, so we'll see yeah. how he develops. He's still young, but... Uh, um, he, played, he played a preseason game, I think, and maybe... Maybe even a later season game or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have Vili Otavainen. Otavainen. Heard good things about him. In the Finnish Liga, and he has been lighting it up. And that's, you know, that's one that's tough because you really got to go hunting for that those games and to be able to see anything. But, you know, that could he could, you know, sneak into training camp and turn some heads, and uh, we'll see what happens there. So, And then you have Simeon Yazovov. Um, wow. Sorry if I didn't get that right, Simeon. But, um, he had an elite season in Russia's top junior league, and we are having some goalie issues. Um, oh, he's a, he's a netminder. He's, uh, he's too young, but um, just yet playing in the junior league out there. But uh, nice. interesting to keep an eye on him as we move forward. It's always um, good to be growing some young goaltenders for yep. your future net. Mm-hmm. So um, those are just some, some kids to keep an eye on if you, if you want to do that. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, well. Well, Ron Francis draft history. We already mentioned he likes defensemen in the first round, but how does he do overall? Well, besides the fact that he went and got his Matty Berniers, Woo-hoo! if you look at yeah, baby, if you look at his history before the Kraken, twenty-seven of his thirty-three draft picks remain in the NHL or its farm system, which is a rate of eighty-two percent. And those fourteen, and of those fourteen, reached the NHL, which is forty-two uh, percent. But could increase with time. It looks like he's doing been doing pretty good picking the players out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a tough job, and obviously it's, it's impossible. Hit a, hit it's not even miss. just tough. I mean, it's impossible. There's no way to tell which of these seventeen-year-old kids is going to be the next Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? But one of them is gonna eventually. Maybe not this draft. Maybe not the next draft. But one of them, there's going to be some diamond in there. Oh, and if yeah. you're not the guy that sussed him out, you're going to be sweating it out later well, while he's scoring goals this, on you. Andre Palat, who, you know, was 
a star of the playoffs for the Tampa Bay. For the Lightning. Lightning. He was a sixth-round pick. Yeah. So you can come from anywhere. Um, yep. So to to see a guy have an 82% success rate, uh, which we know a lot of those guys are young, so they're still, you know, 14 of those guys have reached the NHL, but I, I do expect that number will will rise as well. Um, yeah, definitely. So, huh? you know, it, it uh, nobody is 100%, and I'm sure he's had some bad picks out there, but I think you're going to find that uh, he's going to hit on more picks than he's going to miss. And you just have to be patient, you know. Uh, you pick, you know, somebody and it takes four years to develop them or whatever, but then they turn into, you know, you you pick them at 18, four years of development is 22, and then they come in at yep. 22 and set the league on fire. And, yep. You know, they're finally ready. I mean, expecting an 18-year-old high school student to compete with, 25 26 year old dudes who all they do is work out and play hockey like all day every day you know is is tough there's yeah, so. something to be said for the power of youth though Jonathan I mean this guy those kids they come in and you know you they they probably have full of you know intimidation from these other guys that are older and and more experienced but at the same time when you got some kid that's hungry like that, Young, spry, fast. I mean, like, they can pull magic out of the hat, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. And I, I think, you know, there's room for that. But I, I just think that the game of hockey lends itself more to development overall. Uh, you know, we don't see, like, kids coming out of high school like you do in basketball. No, that's for sure. No, you don't. Um, I just think physically – the muscle memory and the build that it takes to play that game on skates, that it's mm-hmm. a violent game too. I mean, you know, expecting an 18 year old kid to, to be able to handle that type of punishment for 82 games. No, but by the time he's 19, if he can't, then it's too late for him. <laughs> well, that, that's what his Canadian coach is saying, eh? Well, you just, you don't have it, kid. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. You, they got the kid line on the Rangers. That they were lighting up the playoffs, right? And that they're, they're like that. Their Capocaco, I think, was nineteen. Uh, uh, Philip Heedle's twenty-two, and then I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the third guy's name, but he's twenty-one. They're they're all three young guys. You know what I mean? Yep, lighting hey. them up. Lafreniere. Yeah, I'm not, the other gonna, guy's name. I'm not yeah. gonna stand in anybody's way. They they can. They got the confidence and they can do it. Get out. No, but but you're absolutely right. It's developmental, right? Like they drafted all three of those guys, like Capocaco last year. No, Lafreniere last year, Capocaco the year before, and then Filipino they picked up maybe the year before that or or the year before that, but all within four years, right? Yeah. And like so, like Capocaco and Lafreniere were both first round picks. And they neither one of them played any minor league. I mean, they didn't. After they got drafted, they came right in and played. They didn't have any off time, right? So they developed on the ice with each other, basically. Right. And so, like, by you know, by the time they've you know the youngest one, Lafreniere, has been there only a year and a half, but he was putting big points up in the playoffs. Right. And on the same line as those other two kids, you know what I mean? And so it's like they developed 
on the ice in the NHL. Whereas you're right, like a lot of these kids need, you know, a year, two or three. Well, I think in, you... in, in some of the, you know, WHL, OHL or whatever teams in order to like be able to keep the pace up. But You find yourself in a unique situation on that line, I think. Absolutely. Because they don't know what they don't know. And they're together. I mean, that's genius by the Rangers. Like, all right, we got these young kids. Let's just put them together because they just don't. They don't. They're just gonna go out and do their thing, and uh, you know, support each other, and 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 kind of they're all in that same time. Yeah, they're frame. they're building they chemistry. They're just getting better. They're developing. It's crazy. <clears throat> it's it's like, yeah. like uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like their own bubble, right? They're working yeah. in their own bubble. Here's what I would be looking at as the GM from a young kid. I would want some time to to see how they do in training camp. With, yeah, with the adults in the room, and then, <laughs> you know, you decide like, oh, they can handle this, or they need a little time, like mentally, because what you don't want to do is take a top five prospect and then like crush their psyche. So yeah, like, yeah, all of a sudden, his like, hopes oh, and I dreams can't. of being an NHLer when he gets out there and just gets well, just, laid just, out on the ice by a, like yeah, Zach Bogosian or something like that. <laughs> Well, you just you get into a weird place mentally where you lose your confidence, and then that can yeah, set you sure. back years. So yep. that's why that's why I think there's so much to this game that a lot of these guys end up develop, developing. Because what you'd rather see is like mm, he's not quite ready. We'll send him down. He'll light that league on fire and come mm-hmm. in with a ton of confidence. Like, okay, I'm I've arrived. I can do this. But it yeah, works. Everybody's got their own path, right? And uh, that's right. Certainly, you can come in at eighteen, nineteen, and light it up. No problem. Yeah, I mean, if you're maybe you're going to be the next Connor McDavid, you'll have to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're going to be the next Connor McDavid, yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's kind of the draft timer, and we just got one other thing we got to touch on: the goalie asterisk that I've been talking about. This whole time, we're not doing a what the puck segment, but if we were, this would be in it. Um, what are the Kraken going to do about our boy, the landlord, Chris Drieger, who unfortunately tore his ACL playing for Team Canada and now will miss significant time? Um, they have Joey Decord, and I love Joey, um, but do they keep Bibu? Or do they call someone like Dallas with a glut of goaltenders, Q Dobin, Cam Talbot, Ben Bishop, and uh, really put some pressure on Grubauer? Because that's the thing I think that's missing at this point now. That's I don't think Joey Decord is a threat to Grubauer. And Grubauer didn't have the best season last season. And so the hope was, you know, Drieger comes in and it, they were 50-50 kind of last year. Not quite 50-50, but definitely he puts pressure. Neck and neck. Neck and neck, I'd yeah. say. He puts pressure on Grubauer, which won't be there. So does this It's mean- true. It creates a dynamic that is is not particularly uh, desirable if you're the coach of the Kraken, if you ask me, for sure. Yeah, well, it doesn't call so, you I mean, there's a, the, the Rangers have Alexander Georgiev. He's going up on uh, the trade and block. 
and he's a good one. So they could go out, like you said, Ben Bishop, Cam Talbot. Those guys are all really good goaltenders too. So I think you do kind of want to have somebody backing up Grubauer because he definitely wasn't playing like he can handle, you know, 85% of the games in a season. Yeah. Uh, so you got to have somebody that can back him up at least. Yeah, and so I guess, you know, we're going to have to watch. No no disrespect to Joey Decord. I love him too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to watch his development, but I just think eye test-wise, you know, he is not a threat to Grubauer, and I think you want yeah. a threat. Like a, a Ben Bishop and a Georgiev may, may be enough some... to push the envelope. That's gonna be that's gonna be the the the, the salary cap's gonna take a hit if they got to go out and pick up a goaltender like that. Agreed, but and that that might make it a little more challenging to pick up one of those big all star forwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. With some scoring power, so it'll be interesting how they how they figure it all out and what they end up deciding to do. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll be able to backseat drive that situation after they've all oh, <laughs> made their decisions. Will, for sure. <laughs> I can put the rearview mirror on and yeah. say, you should have done this. <laughs> I'll, side, I'll side GM drive for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, an interesting little tidbit. Um, I am really sad for the landlord. Godspeed, man. I hope you get Me better. Me too. You. Really, really want to see him back in the jersey. Yep. So, um, yeah, bring it home, buddy, but... Until then, it'll be interesting to see what the Kraken do. So at least he's got all them properties bringing him in some income. Totally, totally. Passive income, baby. Yeah, Pat. He's got all that passive income anyway. So. All right. Well, um, that that I think closes her out. So take us home, Doug. Well, we just want to take a minute. Thank everyone who tuned in and listened and shared. We had a blast. We love doing this podcast, and we connected with some really great folks this season. So uh, don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We're looking forward to next season. As always, the Kraken Captains would like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Let us know your thoughts. Follow us on social media and drop us a line. Let us know what you want to know about our Seattle Kraken. Thanks again, and we'll see you right back here for the next episode Real soon? Real soon. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.